My name is Bryce. I have a new life in Christ, and I am in recovery from fear of man, which manifests itself in pornography and masturbation and drug and alcohol abuse. And this past week, anxiety. Hey, guys. Well, it's good to be with y'all tonight. Um, this, these past six weeks or so, we've been talking about crap theology. And crap theology is essentially um, just words or phrases, maybe quotes that we hear pretty often um, around maybe in our family or our friends that have a theological meaning but maybe are not necessarily true and can often be destructive. Um, and so this week, I don't have a fancy, cool little meme picture, but um, this week we're talking about the phrase, sorry, I can't help it, that's just who I am, or that's just how I am. Um, and have y'all ever heard that before, sorry, I can't help it, that's just how I am? Um, maybe some of y'all have heard it in the context of, I mean, no, I know we're in COVID-19 pandemic, but the real pandemic is the Enneagram. Um, and so if y'all have heard it, sometimes it's like, uh, sorry, I'm an Enneagram eight. That's just how I am. I can kind of like blow through people and say whatever I want and, you know, just like hope that it's okay or whatever. Or maybe the, on the flip side, you hear, um, hey, I'm a peacemaker. I just don't really address conflict. And um, so it kind of, they're kind of weirdly okay with passivity being their identity. Um, and so if y'all know any of them, please help them out. Um, but maybe you've heard something like more of on the family of origin side of, hey, sorry, this is just how I am. My family was really abusive or emotionally neglective. And so this is just how I'm gonna be. And I can't help it, I can't change. Um, and I don't need to maybe is what you hear. But really the problem is with this phrase is that when you say it, you're essentially saying that you're willing to submit to the desires of your flesh. You're willing to give in to them. And what you're also saying in conjunction with that is that you're willing to give your identity over to your flesh, that who you are is what your flesh says that you are. Um, and we all in this room experience this. And it's not just here in this room, but it's all over the world. All of mankind has experienced, whether you are a believer or you are not a believer, this deceitful desire of the flesh. Um, and when we experience it enough, and I'm sure maybe y'all have experienced it, when we experience it enough, we begin to lose hope and we begin to believe that there isn't really any chance for change. Um, but this, and, just, and that, that's happened to me in my life as well. I experienced something, something like this for a really long time, even up until um, my senior year of college. I grew up with a family who was um, pretty emotionally neglective, just like I had just, met, just mentioned. And they did a lot of things that made me not trust them. And if I wasn't gonna be able to trust my parents, I wasn't gonna trust anybody else. And maybe some of y'all have had similar situations, similar parents, but I wasn't gonna trust anyone else. I wasn't gonna let them in. So if I had any friends that wanted to be my friend or wanted to be close to me relationally, they were gonna have to work for it. And I was gonna make them work for it, make them earn my trust because I couldn't trust them. And I really didn't see a problem with that. I'd easily would say, well, sorry, that's just how I am. Um, and I'm not gonna change. But that was really damaging and really destructive, not only to the people around me, but to myself, because it caused me to isolate. Um, and isolation can be very damaging. Some of us know that here very well. Um, and I don't know what brings y'all here to Regent tonight, I don't. I know that for some of you, it may be a broken marriage, or it may be addiction, or it may be insecurity or pride or sexual immorality. It could be any of these things, codependency. And maybe you're here and you've realized that for some time you've given over your identity 
to the um, labels of your past, the labels of your sin, and what they, you, you're codependent, I'm prideful, I'm addicted, um, I'm an I'm adulterer. You've given yourself over to those labels. And I'll just say, truthfully, there is a little bit um, of truth to the saying, sorry, I can't help it, that's just how I am. There, there is some truth to that, in that you really can't help yourself. You really can't change who you are. You can't fix yourself. You can't make yourself healed. You can't transform yourself. You can't save yourself. But there is someone who can. And before I get to who can, I'll um, tell you what can't first. Some of y'all are here for the first time at Regen. And if this is your first time, welcome. Um, you're in the presence of good company. We love that you're here. We hope that you feel welcome. Um, but some of you who come here for the first time believe that region is going to be the thing that fixes you or that transforms your life. But what I'll tell you is that this is not it. A recovery ministry will not change you in the way that you really want to be changed. It won't heal you or save you. It's not becoming a better person, working to be a better person, whatever that means. However, we can do that. Some of us here have tried for a long time. The solution is... Christ Jesus and his redeeming work on the cross. Jesus, yeah. Jesus is the answer to your need for transformation. You want to be saved, Jesus Christ can do that. And the reason he is able to do that is because he came here and he lived the perfect life. And he died the sin, he died the death for our sin that we deserve, the penalty of death he paid for on your behalf so that you wouldn't have to pay for it. And then three days later, he rose from the grave. Now he offers you fullness of life, fullness of life, of healing and transformation and hope and, and goodness if you would receive it by faith. All it takes is receiving it by faith. And so for, for some of you tonight, your next best step if you haven't trusted in Christ, is to trust in him as your Lord and Savior. Hand over your soul to him because he wants to care for you. He wants to save you. He wants to transform you because he loves you. He loves you. Some of you don't believe that. He loves you. Some of you don't. And for those of you who are here who have trusted um, God with your soul, who, who are in Christ, um, your next best step is to also remind yourself of the gospel. Because not only does the gospel have the power to save, the gospel has the power to transform. It has the power to save and it has the power to transform. I'll read this. It says in Ephesians 4, verse 21 and 24, um, assuming that you have heard him and were taught in him as the truth is in Christ Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I said it once, I'll say it again. The power of the gospel has the ability to save, but it also has the ability to transform. Really more so, the only power in the world that exists to save you is the gospel. And the only thing that is able to transform you is the gospel. It's not just one of those things. It's the only thing. And so when you, when you remind yourself of the gospel, you are able to remind yourself that God took the old identity and killed it on the cross. And because you're able to take it off because it's now dead, and you remind yourself of what he has done, you're able to put on the new identity as God's beloved son 
or daughter. And that's where, trans that's where transformation begins, is knowing who you are in Christ. And we're going to hear tonight some more about transformation in Christ and what that looks like, what it looks like to have new life in Christ when you submit to him and you trust in him as your Lord and Savior. And we're going to hear that from John Fries tonight. Um, after three long years, I heard, um, wanting to save his, um, share his testimony. But before then, we're going to hear the step highlight from our friend, Faith. So she's going to come up here and share that with us. Let's give it up for Faith. Faith. 